Enjoy the show. Drive on Lug <coughs> So, nothing to do. We'll wait for the green flags. Facebook. Twitch. YouTube. Multi-streaming across the interwebs for the 295th. Purgehangers and Wallhangers Media Network presentation. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Lug Nuts. Welcome, gearheads. This week we're going to talk about Audis, ups and downs. On the last Elise. With a Mercedes drop top. Mitsubishi Dakar, Dakar. On the new leaf. And so much more. Play on my channel. Right on over here to pjandwh.com where you're going to find all of the crazy and luggy nutty moments right up top, like the formation of clits and kilts. And last week's Triforce podcast, Indris Elba's EDM Soundwave, and last week's Lug Nuts podcast, when in doubt, retro modded out. You'll totally. find, you'll find uh, Big Brother and myself streaming right over here on Wall Jenga Gaming mon- uh, Monday through Sunday. I am going through the Old Republic with the Sith uh, leg- uh, Legacy of the Sith update. Really impressive, and you are on the brand new Dying Light Two. Yes, I'm in the open world part. Finally, past the tutorial. Finally, past the tutorial. <laughs> <laughs> so this is when the Big Brother streaming gets good. Yeah, yeah. You finally get out into that open world of Dying Light 2, parkouring around it zombie is, bodies. It is quite an interesting world. So they, uh, they once you get past the tutorial, it's it, it's yeah. it's rather fun. Bed, better than the first? I don't know. I like the opening of the first one way better. Yeah. The opening of the first was fucking dope as shit, though. Yeah, this one, it's kind of, the opening was okay. Mm. Let's just We'll leave it at that. Game. But we can go with this first story over at Audi. Audi has had its ups and downs, its mm-hmm. bumps and bobbles over the years. They have changed the price on the new Q5 from 40K to 45, but they're also going to give you a smaller engine. Wow. How yes. nice of them. Isn't it nice? They're going to give you a nice, small, turbocharged, two-liter inline-four with 201 horsepower and 236 torques. The last Very one. Very nice. No. The last one came on, <laughs> came with 261 horsepower and Ooh. 273 torques. Hang on. I got a button uh-huh. for that. You won't be getting that. You will be getting a standard all-wheel drive with a seven-speed automatic clutch. And four different trim levels. But prices were reaching at 47 in January. So who knows how high they'll go? Because I mean, you know there's like 
five stories I ignored on markups. Yeah, because you have the four different trim levels. I mean, really, the 47, that's base model, right? Yeah. You got like a top tier performance model, and then you got like a tech package model. What you really want is last year's with the bigger engine. Yeah. No, I mean, if you're a motorhead, yeah, absolutely. But, but. The new te- uh, the new models probably have new technology and shit, you know, that they didn't have in that last About year's the same model. As or it's the same and no, it's more expensive. Over. Microchips are more expensive, so you're yeah. getting less and paying more. Unlike Remember that red. Less is more. Well, unlike this next story where the past can be your future. Sad trumpet? No. Oh. Okay. It's not sad. It's sad if you don't win the auction or come to this guy's terms where they're having a Land Rover sale. The largest soft dash Range Rover collection in the world. Very impressive. 19 soft dash Range Rovers from 1995 crop top V8 Range Rover Classic to Discovery 2s. Those go for a lot of money, by the way. Discovery 1s. From uh, a single 2005 LR3 with a blown engine, a classic Defender 90, two Defender 110s, two Defender 130s, and a 2008 Range Rover Supercharged. And there are several unfinished cars, like... Bulk parts for a LHD land, a Defender bulkhead, and uh, drivetrains, Puma body parts, and uh, I mean mostly complete Discovery Two. I think they had a picture of one with missing engine parts in there. Uh, I think it's there. You go. But the seller is very specific. What is wrong with the mouse? He doesn't want to. Set, break it up and sell each part individually. So he's kind of wants to sell it in chunks and he doesn't want to leave his home. That makes it a little bit hard. So this Florida man can be oh, found. Oh, there you go. With Florida. his 19 Range Rovers. You can come to me. I'm not going outside. You stay outside the door and you check out the cars and I'm going to stay inside. Yeah, I'm here sure and watch he's him. a very nice man. I'm sure. Because he, he, look at all that. It's very <laughs> organized. It's not, clu- we've seen cluttered automotive spaces and like car shows and stuff like that before. This is very organized, especially for somebody who's collecting such a eclectic collection. Of yeah, I knew someone who was building a, a VW Beetle for like 40 years. <laughs> some people complete it. And some people have a very impressive collection that people are going to want to actually hold on to. These things, because you look at him. I mean, it's, it's got to be like where he is in Florida. He's just one of those guys who likes to collect land. Ro- Not a lot of like harsh, like rust stuff, like salt and yeah, stuff no, they like look, that. They look pretty good from what you can tell from the pictures. But then again, if you want a discovery uh, too, where else are you going to go? You're, you can't go far outside of this guy. Unlike this next story. Yeah. So. Lotus, what are they doing? Lotus, 
Lotus, the last Lotus Elise has, has been given away. We have a fun fact. 35,124 Lotuses were produced with the last one <coughs> going to a, the daughter of the chair of Alpha at, of Lotus at the time. Romano Aratoli? Romano Aratoli. He <laughs> named the daughter after his he named the car after his granddaughter if i can learn to speak elise anatoly she received the car in a ceremony in norfolk england the final car was a lotus elise sport 240 in championship gold that just seems so perfect and so poetic you know yep your grandfather you know, well in Lotus. <laughs> he owned, he, he did, he was running Lotus and Bugatti. So. Here is your car. My car? Yes. The car is after you. So well, here is your car. Yeah. Well, they're ending a lot of stuff. Uh, in December, they announced the end of the Elise, the Excurge, and the Evora. So. Oh. Oh. All right. If you can get one, get them while they last. Yeah. Or might like this next story get it while it's hot cabriolets have been going out of style for a while hmm. i think the other picture oh that one's not bad oh we got a couple cabriolets have been going out of style but mercedes is gonna drop a new drop top spice photos have seen it going around the nurbo ring so they have that. The flat the, this will be a, a CLE. Mm-hmm. The flagship CLE four Matic will be paired with a turbocharged two liter four cylinder engine that goes f- with a. Someone was running off. <laughs> Somebody quickly. was running off camera. Got scared yes. real quick. It'll have a turbocharged two-liter four-cylinder engine with a 6.1 kilowatt battery pack, rear-mounted electric motors that produce up to 201 horsepower. But this setup allows for a potential of over 600 horsepower, blowing its rival, the M4, out of the water. Whoa! Mm -hmm. I can't see Mm -hmm. that car all of a sudden. Where did it go? That's the spy photos. Oh, Oh, yeah, oh well, really, we can go back to the real photo then. Yeah, yeah really tricked you there, did they? <laughs> oh, my God. It's a completely different car. 12.3-inch digital display cluster, 11.9-inch infotainment screen. You'll get one for about 60K. Nice. Looks nice. I love that orange color, though. It is. It's a different color. Sunburst a lot, orange. A lot more variety in color other than white, gray, and... I'd like to see Black. a little bit more like like green and I mean even lime, I mean like yellow, like a lot of those other colors. The, there's a lot of really good some crisp them, there, colors you can get some of in them, three stage paint. Some of them are out there. It's nice when you see a car company that has got so many different colors. Yeah, absolutely. Or a car company that has so much history in a proving ground. Like uh-huh. Dakar. This what has proven itself on the ultimate proving ground for four-wheel drive vehicles, the Dakar Rally. 
it is a proving ground where most of the uh, best uh, off-road designers go to see if their car stands up. And only the best of the best come out. The first race was in 1977. It was born from the coat, coat, Abidjadi, a nice rally. Fortunately, they named it something pronounceable. Abidjan Nice. Yes, the Abidjan Nice Coat Coat. <laughs> the Coat Coat Abidjan Nice Rally. It doesn't it sound, it just rolls off the tongue. Coat Coat Abidjan Nice. Just kind of seems like a yes. thing you'd say with your hands. Well, this Pedro Evolution was designed to win the Dakar Rally, and it did. It won 12 Dakar Rallies from 1985 to 2007. It's because of the Quite an accomplishment. The fast little wingtips right here. That's what this. And to participate in these type of races, generally the manufacturers have to make so many. These guys made 2,500. And one that lived in Japan and was imported to Australia is going up for auction. Oh, man. That's going to go for some money. 112,000 miles-ish on the odometer from the factory, 1997, well-maintained, no obvious body damage, 3.5 liter V6 with 280 horsepower and 264 foot-pounds of torque. Experts say it'll go from 65 or about 75. It looks odd, right? Like on this side view right here? Yeah. It ha- kind of it has those little, almost like uh, Bel Air wing tips off the top mm-hmm. end of it. It has a Rav Four kind of. That's a spoiler. Uh, t- spare tire on the back, but it's like if you took a Rav Four and like squunched it. It's got a yeah. It's got a big V six in it. Yeah, but you kept that engine bay big. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Big nice ass doors. Car, and uh, if you want to get it, you can look for the auction. I mean those those mud flaps, oh, and yeah. everything. It's a great looking car. It does look. It looks like it would rally race, which is where it was from. Ooh. Great pedigree. Oh yeah, nice classic nineties interior. Absolutely. You know what's also classic? This next story. This next story. The all new Leaf is getting a makeover. In UK and Europe, mm. not us. Born in 2010, it is one of the it is the longest selling electric vehicles on the market. They changed the logo in a couple places, mm. like the front grille and the rear. Sixteens or seventeens. Those ugly wheels, ass. though, man, ugly ass. Looks like you could grade cheese on that shit when you're but, driving fast enough. Like, hang on, we got Parmesan out the back. So they have new colors. They mention pearl blue, magnetic blue, five monochromal blue colors. Yes, oh blue. <laughs> and five two-tone options previously unavailable for all you Leaf fans. The two tones are blue and dark blue. Blue and darker <laughs> blue. Yes. <laughs> one has a oh. very depressing future. <laughs> and look, it also comes in gray for uh, all of you who want a nice, dull... Who are they, fucking Eeyore? Gray. Everything's it does have. and gray. They will have two battery options, a 40 or 62 kilowatt hour battery, depending on your trim level. 
It's nice, I guess. Yes. You know, it, it electric cars are the, the way of the future. Uh, they seem like it. Some places. I don't have that one. You don't have that one? No. Ugly but innovative? Mm-mm. It's not up there. It is not. Well, we'll have to move on to F1 Corner then. A new up next, we have a brand new segment. Yeah, man, a new segment. I wanted to start off with uh, this new segment called F1 Corner. And uh, first up is the look at the all-new F1 cars set to race in 2022. Starting off is, is Alfa Romeo with Valtteri Bottas joining Alfa Romeo from Mercedes and is mm-hmm. partnered with rookie Guyan Zhao, the first Chinese driver to make it into F1. Alfa Romeo finished ninth in the construct standings last season, but we look at their, uh, their everyone. Yeah, everyone knows Botas. He, uh, I think he's tired of being called second banana. Yeah, so. I mean, but look, you look at this. This is very nice for Alfa. You got the fucking mm-hmm. red and white, every, big stingray fucking gills in the front for sucking in all that air. Yeah, it looks fantastic. And then uh, second. Here is Alpha Tari. Alpha Tari. Alpha Tari. Going with the gray and white. Yeah, the drivers Pierre Gasly and Yuki Tsunada. Well, hope they got like, if you look at the the front, it kind of looks like a shark. Yeah. I kind of. Shark mouth thing going on there. Yeah, yeah, especially with the front grill here. Mm hmm. And they hope to improve on last year's sixth place in the Constructors' Championship. AlphaTauri has uh, finished seventh and sixth in the Constructors' Championships in their first two F1 seasons. And, of course, we have the very colorful Alpine. Alpine's new F1 car features a predominantly blue uh, livery with... Blue livery with pink highlights. Livery? Yes, livery with Esteban Ocon brought them their first win. That was a great race. It was. In Hungary last year. That was a really great race. It was. I mean, once again. Although they're the, all great races. Oh, every single one. Yeah. And nice, pretty much, you know, just like the last one. It's better than their car. <coughs> it looks better than their car last year. Ooh. Yes, it does. Alpha. Aston Martin, Martin four-time world champion Sebastian Vettel and Lance Stroll will race the, in this. The all-new AMR22 will uh, the Mercedes-powered Aston Martin team finish better than the seventh in the Constructors' Championship last year? We will have to find out. Aston Martin, I mean, Lance Stroll, uh, he had some good... And uh, some good reasons. And uh, Sebastian Vettel, I mean, shit, man. Why not? Aston could be a little powerhouse right there with those two. They they could be. But we have Ferrari. Ferrari, the F175, has been given its name to mark the 75th anniversary of the first car to carry the Ferrari name. 
Among the striking aspects of the Ferrari are uh, the needle-shaped nose tip mm-hmm. and the unusual-shaped side pods. They are very unusual side pods. That right there, that almost looks like... You remember those little disc Nerf gun things yeah, from the yeah, 90s? Yeah, that's kind of what it looks like. Pew, 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 pew. You look like you're fucking shooting for, the, they shooting have, for first. They have been doing this for a while, so... <laughs> I mean... Ooh, that's it's weird, but look, man, you guys are the experts. I'm gonna give it to you, even if your car looks fucking weird as shit. Like right there, that angle does not look bad. It looks but, it looks like a Ferrari. That's kind of what they do. <laughs> it's just so odd. And then the there's Americans, Haas. Haas is the American team. The VF22 includes an entirely new way generating aerodynamic downforce, reshaped wings, and low-profile tires. The U.S.-based team finished a distant last in the 2021 following a decision not to develop their car so they could devote more resources to designing their 2022 car. That's why you came in last. On the final day of the first... Preseason test in Barcelona, the team removed logos advertising Dmitry Masipin's company following the Russian invasion of Ukraine. And, of course, mm-hmm. we will not see the Russian uh, Grand they, Prix. They don't want to go there for some reason. I don't Can, understand, understand why. why? Uh, why? They're going to replace the race, right? Why would a racing uh, league about unity of the world not want to go to Russia right now? I don't know. Well, who do we got next? We have Mercedes. Ah, the Silver Arrow. Is not... Si- oh, it's McLaren. Oh, yes, McLaren. McLaren's ML36 car could be uh, fast in the hands of Britain's Lando Norris. McLaren's last won the Drivers' Championship in 2008. Lando Norris, obviously, mm-hmm. a very, very strong team for McLaren. Um, Orange is always... You know, I mean, it's it's McLaren. They all they're all going for these big scoops in the front. They're looking for well, they different air. Uh, different wing angles in the front and rear spoilers just to try to divert the air differently. Get that extra downforce. And then we have now we have the silver arrow Mercedes themselves. Like all 2022 cars, all the all new Mercedes W13 has been designed to comply with revolutionary new regulations. The new livery blends some black elements with the paradigm predominant uh, silver. Yeah, there you go. Yes. Mercedes always had a good-looking car. They always had silver. It's always a good-looking car. It's always stylistic. And when you look at their front end, it's different from what we saw in any of the past cars because some of them went with an actual spoiler. Mercedes is making that that whole nose and spoiler part all one thing, Mm. you know? I got to imagine that's part of their strategy with the aerodynamics and everything with the car. So that's where I'm looking with that. But then they have the beast, Red Bull. Red Bull won the title, uh, driver's title in 2010, Patel. 11, Patel. 12, Patel. 13, Patel. and 21. Can oh, they God. win it this year with their new car, Red oh, yeah. Bull RB18? It looks the part, but can Max Verstappen 
Hold yeah, off Mercedes Lewis Hamilton for a second year running in this car. Well, they have two stewards this time, so no. Maybe it'll be a fair fight, is There's what you're saying? Two of them. <laughs> it, and honestly, they look like they're doing that whole big Stingray Gills thing as like everybody else, but it looks very much Red Bull. Yep. Just like the Empire. You know, very, very, then, then you know, you got Williams. And then there's the rear pace car, which yeah. wasn't the rear pace car. I guess the rear pace car is officially Haas. Well, yeah, them and Williams. Haas and Williams, Haas. you know, they're they're the little engine that yeah. could. Williams finished eighth in the Constructor Championship no, Williams last year. is doomed to the back because of Senna. <laughs> Their first time for three years, the, the team has not been last. So, that's something for them, I guess, for... That it's the race. They're they're going for a race in the other direction. All these different cars, man. You look at them, but you gotta wonder what is actually different. Yeah, what are they doing different? So the front wing. Um, there are plenty more changes after this one, but the front wing of the car is a crucial point of any one F one car, as it is the first point of uh contact for the air. There we go. And directs the flow across the rest of the aerodynamic surfaces. So a change here is a big impact. The, in, uh, the 2022 front wing is designed to be much more simpler than its predecessor, which uh, with much higher end plates but less complex elements. The key aspects come from the removal of the gap between the nose and the elements themselves, which is designed to eradicate the what's known as the Y250 uh, vortex. By changing the way the front wing works with the simpler elements right up to the nose, the Y250 vortex disappears, and you should make it easier to follow another car. So That's nice. They're looking at the nose very intently, just like the rear wing. If it keeps the theme of Vortex running, that's why there are have been so many changes to the design of the rear wing, too, with two elements that then form a continuous line with the end plates, curving to join them rather than meeting at the sharp at angles. The shape reduces the amount of air spinning off at the corners of the wing and creates a wide wake of, air, dirt, of dirty air. While this makes the rear wing less effective in terms of creating pure downforce, the addition of the beam wing for the first time since 2013 works in conjunction with the airflow coming off of the floor, uh, which compensates for the loss of downforce by creating more performance from the car underside, from the underside of the car. Mm -hmm. So you have more of the rear and front spoilers as well as the underside of the car working together to propel the car forward with the aerodynamics of it and um, keep it on the road the floor and uh, the front and rear wing might be obvious changes when you're looking at the 2022 car but the floor will now play an even bigger part than in the past even if it's largely unseen underneath, both the shape and concept of the floor has changed with the airflow far more controlled underneath of the car by virtue of the fully shaped underfloor tunnels. 
This means the ground effects, uh, the ground effect is in play. The tunnels create uh, specific small areas for the air to pass through, causing the air to accelerate and create low pressure that pulls the car downwards towards the track, which increased the performance of the floor compared to 2021 when the floor had to be flat. So they now have these little air channels in the floor, which will then also increase the downforce of the car. Yeah, they want to get the downforce uh, everywhere they can. Ah, that's, I mean, the floor. I was like, really? You're putting that even into the floor? Jackie Stewart days, they didn't bother with any downforce. If you look at those cars (laughs) on the hills, they were leaping. And, like, if a driver didn't, if there wasn't a driver dead every race, like, they're like, why is he the greatest? Because he lived. That's why he's the greatest. Because he lived. He's Who the else is alive? There's yeah. there's a few, but nobody. But you know, there's a I mean, few. There's but like Stewart. he's he's up there with, with the, the greatest of the greats. <laughs> he would have won more, but he wanted to live. And let's see. I think they actually have a. And then there you see the rear. Uh, yeah, rear the wheel. Williams one, and then uh, the front, and then wheels. here with the wheels. The wheels back to area uh, where you can see a visible change. The wheels are completely different this huh. year. Gone are the old 13-inch wheels, and in come the 18-inch rims with low-profile tires from Pirelli to match. That will move the whole concept closer to what you would see on a car performance uh, road car. Uh, alongside this change, wheels uh, co- wheel covers have been added to reintroduce for the first time since tw- uh, 2009 but have to uh, have to be far more simple than some of the covers that were developed by teams in the mid 2000s then teams were using complex designs for aerodynamic performance whereas now the intention is to limit the aerodynamic efficiencies that the wheels and tires can create while cleaning up the airflow in general as the front wheels create uh, significant wake, disrupted air, small winglets are also being permitted from the first time for the first time, which curve over the wheels from the inside, similarly aimed and at ensuring clean airflow. That's a good idea. That's new. I can't wait to see how they perform. Yeah, and then the badge boards. You know, those winglets are going to be the first thing to go if something goes Oh, wrong. yeah. Oh, yeah, the first thing. When they're in there, you know, occasionally they do drive over one another. Yeah. It happens. And then they're the winglets, a couple winglets gone, and then he's Stuff not on the track. Right. You hear the announcer, he's not performing right after that accident because the winglets fell off of the left and the rear wheels. See how it goes to the one side. <laughs> on the, okay, on the turn. There it goes. <laughs> so the barge boards an even more obvious departure from the past regulations is the removal of the barge boards that would sit at the front of uh, at the front of the side pods and direct airflow around the outside of the car barge boards of this kind are no longer permitted as the whole side of the car has been cleaned up as underbody performance is prioritized Although a slight change is the return is the return of cooling lovers on the bodywork of some cars. Hmm. 
Yeah, to keep things cool and uh, when you're really running. The last thing, fuel. In line with tra- uh, changes in some countries when it comes to fuel regulations for road cars, the fuel teams will be using uh, has evolved to be more sustainable. Previously, F1 teams could use fuel that was made up of 5.75% of biocomponents. But from this year, there will be a switch to E10 fuel. E stands for ethanol. The biocomponents all teams must use. at And the 10 refers to the percentage of the fuel. So E10 means 10% ethanol, and the ethanol has to be... Uh, second generation and made from the sustainable way. So they have a different kind of fuel. This is an unsustainable way to make ethanol. I guess so. Okay. Well, we've you've learned something here on F1 <laughs> Corner. It has to be sustainable. Um. So, oh no, there is another one. The chassis. There is an overall increase in the car weight as a result of the bigger wheels but also improvements in the safety requirements from the chassis itself Drivers compared always to want that. the 2021 car. The chassis needs to be able to absorb 48% more energy in the front impact test and 15% more in the rear, while there are is also an increase in the demands that it must withstand from the static squeeze test all of the requirements must be achieved by teams in order for the chassis to be uh, homologated to run on track. So they have a lot more strict standards in the F1 community. And, I mean, it's yeah, only the, rightly uh, so. The cars change every year, and the aerodynamics change every year. One year, uh, they went from uh, V8s to V6s, and then they always change that every few years. That was their big uh, big change, big controversial change a few years ago. Yeah. So, I mean, it's one of those things, man. We got these new cars coming this year, uh, new teams. I can't mm-hmm. wait to see if uh, Botas and Hamilton – how they get to interact with each other on the track. Well, we'll see. Being so, extra you know. members there. But this has been F1 Corner at the end of Lug Nuts, man. A new little segment that I just threw together at the last minute. And it worked out. A lot like you going right over here to pjandwh.com and contacting the team. Finding us on all social media handles. Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, and Twitter. But... It doesn't matter if you drive an F1 car or a Citron. Nothing rolls without lug nuts. We'll see you next week, gang. Until then, drive on! Yes. Doesn't Even matter. doodles involved. Doesn't matter if you don't have a racing license. If you don't have a racing license, you're not getting in the car. Yeah. It does matter unless, if you have unless, a racing license. Unless you have your own track. In your own car. Yeah. I suppose. It's on your own land. Well, then you just looped. Just, be fun. just going in a circle. But they're also it's like having one your cars own car track. are also very hard to, to shift. Yeah. Very complicated. Yeah. On like that right bombshell. Thank you for joining. And until next week. 
Drive on! I know. We're shutting it off. Play on my tangas. That was a good segue. Our Island Kelly. Now? Hello? Hey, yeah. I hear me. Turned you down, turned you up. Audi Land Rover sale. So there wasn't really enough news this week for a uh, a show, but I pieced something together. Well, I also have the F1 corner to fill the race, as it were. Yes. You know what? Let's let's put the that at the end. <sighs> That's a nice end piece. That's what I was thinking. I was like, this is more of we an end piece. We also have this uh, segment on ugly but innovative. But mm. uh, someone's, they don't really need a response and others. Uh, like 1984 <clears throat> Dodge Caravan. I kind of feel like, yeah, having F1 at the end of the shortness is yeah. nice because... We're starting the F1 season soon. Yeah. It feels like we just finished it. This must be what basketball fans or hockey fans feel like. It must be, yeah. Like, oh, it's done. It, it, it's fine. It's going to start up soon. I, no. It's yep. an ever-turning clock of just fucking... Because they were already doing test races. Yeah, they they work all year round, and like that two weeks that's mandatory shutdown because they work, they must be open. They're working all the other you time you don't see them. That's guys, 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 guys. Two weeks, works. two weeks. You have to stand home for two weeks, okay? Yeah, it, it, but I'm doing something. The factories, yeah, all the factory workers, everyone. Hey, man, you got to go home. But I'm in the middle of something. No, you have to go home. Two week mandatory. Feel like that's the job that you don't want to leave. It's part. It's part. It's part of racing because you love it, right? Well, let's. Uh, let's like loving hitting that subscribe button, liking it, and commenting below. Right above my head, that's the very best Purjangers and Wallhangers video for you. Right above Big Brother's head, that is every single Lug Nuts podcast in the playlist. And like our main man Connor says every week, drive on Lug Nuts. We'll see you next week, gang. Drive on. Drive on lug nuts.